Hi, this is Laura. And this is Nikki with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. Laura, what are we talking about today? Well, Nikki, today we're talking about why you should participate in an art challenge. Laura, I love this topic. I am the queen of challenges. The queen? Well, maybe just a princess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you clearly have more experience in this area than I do. So please share more about the types of art challenges that you've done in the past. Okay. So there are so many kinds of art challenges out there. There's Inktober. There are a million 30-day challenges. Mm -hmm. There's the 100-day challenge, which is really how I got started in the whole challenge thing. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about the 100-day project. Okay. So the 100-day project originally started from a Yale graphic design professor, Michael Beirut, who assigned his students the task of repeating one thing every day for 100 days with the idea that that form of repetition is how you get to be an expert at it. You know, the whole 10,000 hours hours thing. So uh, in 2013, El Luna, who is a designer artist, took up the project and began to do it through Instagram with posting something every day. So you can pick whatever you want. You can pick a drawing project. You can pick collage, hand lettering, whatever. But the idea is you're going to commit to doing one thing every day for 100 days and share it on Instagram. Awesome. So I have seen a ton of people do it. I have not done it myself. So you said that you have done it. So tell me more. So I did it the first time in 2016. And I did 100 drawings on these little square watercolor sheets that I found that Mm -hmm. are just, they're amazing. They're from Fabriano. I love Fabriano. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It comes in this beautiful little box and they're, they're just tiny little pieces of paper, watercolor paper. So I decided I would just draw on one of those. It comes in a box of 100, so it's perfect. Perfect. I would draw on one of those every day for 100 days. And after a couple of days of, I did some flowers and a couple other things. I love drawing nude women. And mm-hmm. so after <laughs> the first couple of days of drawing random things, I did a nude woman and I was like, okay, I'm going to do a nude every day for a hundred days on these awesome. pieces of paper. Yeah. So that was amazing. You just get doing the same thing over and over and over again for so long, you just Mm -hmm. get such a deep understanding. You get a whole series of work that you can then do, you know, whatever you want with. Right. I enjoyed doing that so much that I've just, I've kept doing all of these challenges. You also did a 365 (laughs) day project. I Which blows my mind. I did. I did. So after I did the 100 days of these nudes, then I did 100 days of patterns. 
Like in Adobe Illustrator or? In Illustrator, yeah. So I got into doing patterns again. I I don't even know if I've mentioned this, but my educational background, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design and studied fiber arts for mm-hmm. grad school. So while I was doing that, I learned how to do repeat pattern designs. This was in the 90s. So it was, you know. Old school. Old school. It was cutting paper together and taping it together. and so. I loved the idea of surface design and repeat patterns, but I did not like the old analog way. So I've always been wanting to learn how to do it digitally. So did your 100-day project let you actually learn how to do it digitally? Yeah, yeah. So I actually took a couple of classes on Skillshare from like Bonnie Christine, Shannon Mm -hmm. McNabb, a couple of other people where I learned how to do it in Illustrator. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I wanted to get really good at it. And so Mm -hmm. I chose it for my second 100-day project. So my first one was doing all these nudes hand-drawn with ink on watercolor paper. And then Mm -hmm. the next one I did was... The patterns. Patterns. But then I liked doing that 100-day project so much, I decided I was going to challenge myself the next year Mm -hmm. to do a 365-day project. Right. So So what did you do for that one for 365 (laughs) days? Well, so what I did was I decided to not make the parameters so hard that I couldn't do something every day. So I decided that I would draw every day. I wouldn't complete a drawing necessarily every day, Mm -hmm. but I decided that I would draw every day in these moleskin. They're called Japanese albums and they're accordion fold. Sketchbooks. So you can have like one continual drawing. Yeah. So um, I had done this before just kind of randomly where I filled one of those with a continuous drawing. But I decided that for 365 days, I would draw in one of these albums and it would be one continuous drawing for an entire year. And when I finished one sketchbook, I would go to the next one and it would continue. I wonder how many square feet of drawings that you got out of that. <laughs> a um, lot. <laughs> I, at some point, I knew how many inches. It yeah. was total. I didn't know Crazy. square feet, but it, I knew the total number of linear inches. But it was something like six sketchbooks over the year. And I will show some photos because it's it's pretty amazing. I bet it's phenomenal. I know you showed me a few and I was really impressed. Yeah, thank you. But what I did was I didn't put the pressure on myself to finish anything in a particular day. So it was just to draw in it every day and make it one continuous drawing. So I think that that's important because I think a lot of people who who want to do challenges are intimidated by it because you think if I sign up for this thing and I don't do it every single day and fall off the wagon, then I've failed. And that's not really the point of it. It's really just I'm going to do a creative practice every day and I'm going to show up. And if if I miss a day, I'll just do it the next day. Right. And when I did my 100 days of of patterns, I didn't necessarily complete a pattern every day. I did some really simple ones that I could complete in a day, but I did some like really complex ones that might have taken me a week to complete. Mm-hmm. But I was making patterns every day. Right. And that's the important thing. So with the 365 project, I may have drawn one day for like five minutes and just mm-hmm. drew a couple of leaves. But then I might have drawn the next day for like three hours and filled three pages of it. But mm-hmm. in, in the end, I had a year of one continuous drawing. That's amazing. Uh, it was it was so much fun to do. And by the way, I then entered it into um, an exhibition at our local art center that I'm on the board of now. But um, and I won best in show. I am super impressed by you. 
Well, you really should be. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you also started a project uh, in the last year or so with these state flowers and insects. And I oh. love those because I, I think you even have been super generous and have been offering some wallpapers for people to download. Okay. Here's a, a story where I thought I was being easy on myself and I ended up being really hard on myself because I decided after the 365 day project where it was pressure to draw every day, I thought I'll be easy on myself. There are 50 states. There are 52 weeks in a year. Uh-huh. So I'll just do one drawing of a state flower and insect a week. Mm-hmm. And at first, that seemed really, really doable. But as <laughs> I was doing them, each one got more and more and more detailed and complex. Mm-hmm. And it's now been two years and I'm still not done with all the states. That's okay. But the ones you've done are really beautiful and impressive. Thank you. Thank you. And you have more than you would have had had you done none. It's true. And I've managed to leverage them into a lot of different things. So I now have two years of calendars. Mm-hmm. That are made from those drawings. 2020 and 2021 have been state flower and insect drawings. And I offer, um, like you said, in my email that I send yeah, out. Yeah, everybody sign up for Nikki's email and you'll get yeah, some gorgeous yeah. free downloads. NikkiMade.com. <laughs> <laughs> I send out um, wallpapers for your your desktop machine, your your tablet, and your iPhone with state flowers and insects. And I've also made coloring pages that I offer for free on my website. Awesome. From those yeah, drawings. There's, there's such a benefit to creating a habit of where you're you're sitting down and you're doing a little something every day. And you can go either way, like you mentioned. So you can either choose something that's super easy for you to do, like maybe something that comes second nature to you, but it's just that creative time or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just a five minute exercise instead mm-hmm. of a three hour one. Mm-hmm. Or you could choose something that is really difficult. Like in your case, you said, I don't know how to do Adobe Illustrator patterns yet. Right. So I'm going to give myself a right. project where I have to sit and do a hundred of these patterns. And I'm by the end of that, I'm going to know how to do this thing, even though it's hard, it gets you, um, you pass the hurdle and helps you with that. Well, Laura, I think you did a 30 day challenge that was pretty difficult. I did. So I am not nearly as experienced as you are at challenges. But <laughs> last year I did my first 30 day challenge and it was one that was self imposed or self chosen. Mm hmm. And it was a 30 days of faces portrait challenge. And the reason I did that, as I've mentioned in a past episode, is I always thought that to be an artist, you had to be able to do (laughs) portraits and have them look other than stick figures. Because (laughs) where do we get these ideas that this is what you need to call yourself an artist? It's silly. So, but I did want to get better at that because Mm -hmm. I enjoy looking at portraits. I enjoy. Um, drawing them and I wanted to to try to get better at it. So I gave myself that challenge. And I had also recently discovered something called Sketchy. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And but what, is, what is Sketchy? Sketchy is a community of portrait artists where people go, they have a whole section where people put selfies that they have the copyright to and give people permission to basically draw those pictures. And then the artists go and find inspiration on oh, the cool. on the platform and then they draw the picture and then you Ooh, can go just I like check that out it is super cool because yeah. you can go look at a picture and then you can f- swipe to the left and see the inspiration photo that, oh, that somebody drew from 
Cool. So they have classes and different things on there. And I had started getting involved in that platform. And I decided I'm going to do a 30-day faces challenge. And I did finish it. I think it took me maybe 35 days or something or 40 mm-hmm. days to get it done. And I did include a chihuahua and a sloth in my faces. <laughs> so <laughs> well, those are they have faces. Anything that has faces can be a portrait, right? So they have faces. And and you can actually see in my highlights on my Instagram, you can see all of the different faces I did in that particular challenge. Well, and I love the sloth. You gave yes. away a print of the sloth in our uh, launch giveaway, I did didn't give you? give away one. So I, I do love my little sloth. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I did learn and I got considerably better over that time frame because it was literally practicing, you know, the features and the proportions of the face and skin tones and understanding all of the different details that go into making a face and the background and the hair and experimenting with all of those things. I did most of mine uh, in Procreate on my iPad, but I also did a selection of the faces in watercolor Uh and in like mixed media in a journal. So I really, really enjoyed that process. So I did that 30-day faces challenge. And then after that, I went, okay, this is cool. I'm going to try another one. Uh Uh-huh. So I gave myself another challenge to do 30 days of watercolor flowers. Okay. And I had had a little moleskin journal, that watercolor journal that I used for that. It's a pretty small one. Mm -hmm. And I went through and just did 30 days of watercolor flowers because I love florals and um, I love watercolor and I want to get better at it. And so it gave me that experience of showing up every day and having something fun to do and something very after spending all this time with my iPad being able to sit down and do something analog yeah and, for sure you know dip my brush into the paints and play with these fabulous art supplies i have that are sitting neglected <laughs> <laughs> all you, that you know teal what I'm and magenta <laughs> <laughs> so i had lots of fun don't forget opera pink um oh sorry <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with that. And it wasn't something that was like a finished product. Um, you know, I wasn't planning on creating masterpieces with it. It was just learning techniques and practicing. So basically, I did all of this watercolor floral experimentation in a sketchbook. And Nikki, I think that you have some experience with a sketchbook project as well, right? Yes, it was so cool. So the It's the Brooklyn Art Library, Mm -hmm. and they have this project where they will, you can sign up and they'll send you a sketchbook and you have a certain period of time to fill it however you want, tear it apart or just sketch in it, do whatever you want, send it back. And it becomes part of this both traveling exhibition and in the actual Brooklyn Art Library where people can page through it and check it out. And oh, that's super cool. So yeah. you can probably like know that your art is being seen by real people from this sketchbook in New York, but then also it travels around the world and people yeah. can see it as an exhibition. Yeah. And you can go on the website and see who's checked out your, you know, somebody in the Netherlands checked out your sketchbook. Oh, that's super it's fun. very cool. I have a video of me paging through the one that I did. I'll post a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, let's let's put a link to the project as well. That, yeah, that's really that's really cool. Super, super fun. So have you done any other kind of challenges, Laura? I did. So after I did the watercolor challenge, then most recently, this past October, I did decide to participate in Inktober for the first time. And what did you do with that project? And for that project, I chose, you know, everybody has different Inktober challenges. So it, mm-hmm. traditionally, it was 
following a very specific list that um, one individual published and you had to use like ink itself. And now Inktober, I think, has broadened a bit that there are a lot of people that do pretty much any challenge they want with Inktober. Right. They come up with all different types of ones. Um, and they're doing digital these days sometimes digital, too. Digital, lots of digital. Yeah, so, I did a digital one myself. Yeah, I made the decision to do digital this year and I followed along with They Draw and Garden, the Instagram account, mm-hmm. which is run by Sally and Nate. And I really love flowers and floral things and they had insects and you know, potted plants and different fun little prompts. So they had the 31 days of prompts and I participated in theirs. And it was fabulous because every day I was excited about working on that project for the next day. Uh And I was very fortunate enough to be featured a couple of times on the account during the month, which is also a great way to get your artwork seen by other people. And this is on Instagram, right? And this is on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So we know how Instagram can be a really busy world. Yeah, especially if you're an artist that's just starting out and trying to grow a following, it's hard to get seen sometimes in the buzz and feel like you're getting lost in the shuffle a little bit. Right. And so participating in a challenge like this and using the hashtag of the challenge and following and commenting and getting to know other artists that are participating at the same time you are is really Mm -hmm. fun. So I quite enjoyed that particular challenge. And also I know that there are a couple of sister Instagram accounts to They Draw and Garden. So there's also one called They Draw and Cook, which Uh I think is the first account that they had. So that's where people illustrate recipes and foods. And where's the one that's They Draw and Eat? Because I don't want to cook, but I want to eat. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to create that one, Nikki. (laughs) Okay, let's get right on it. (laughs) So then there was a They Draw and Travel, which is their third account that is full of illustrated maps. And so they have challenges, weekly challenges on their websites, and then you can join their newsletters and Mm -hmm. participate in those. And some of those challenges are even judged by art directors of different companies. So it's a fabulous way if you participate, again, to get your art seen. So we'll definitely put links to this information in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Don't they have a new one coming up starting at the beginning of the year? They absolutely do. So at the time that we're recording this, where it's still not quite January 1st yet. <laughs> so I do plan on participating in the They Draw and Garden Challenge that's happening for 21 days. It's I think it's January 1st through the 21st. Yeah, and me too. Any it, excuse to draw flowers. Exactly. So I'm excited about participating in that one. I think by, by the time that um, you are listening to this, it may be after January 21st. However, the 100-day project, I know that that is one that is going to be starting come, I think it starts January 31st this year. Is that yeah, right, Nikki? Yeah, it does, January 31st. And I'm going to do it this year. And because the last two years, I have done nothing but drawing digitally on my iPad, I've decided that I'm going to draw every day and I'm going to do it on paper. Um, I'm not going to limit myself to anything specific. Um, I'm going to go back to what I did with my first 100-day project with the little watercolor sheets from Mm -hmm. Fabriano. Cool. And that's the only limit I'm going to have is I'm going to do something each day on one of those sheets of paper. And it might be- Something analog. Something analog. And it's going to be just stuff in my studio. It might be just an ink drawing. It might be collage. It might be an acoustic. It might be 
Who knows? But I'm just going to do something on it every day for 100 days. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? Are you going to are you going to do the 100 day project? You know, it's scary to say because I have a lot of other things going on. I'm mm-hmm. working on like classes and mm-hmm. that I'm developing, but I am. I am planning on participating this year. And of course, I'm going to make things hard for myself. Of course you are. <laughs> so rather than doing something super easy, I am going to take on hand lettering for 100 days. And the reason for that is that uh, I, I'm challenged in that area. It's an area I want to grow in and I want to learn how to do illustrated hand lettering. My cursive is okay. I can do very basic things. But when it right. comes to illustrating lettering, uh, I just struggle with having a smooth hand and I really want to get better at it. So I've now purchased about five books about it <laughs> and taken maybe three <laughs> Skillshare classes. And I'm going to put those things to practice. And so I'll be working on hand lettering. And now I may end up integrating some other things into that Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time. Well, I know that one of the things that you're interested in doing is greeting card design. Yes. So hand lettering is a great thing to learn to do that. Exactly. And if you combine some hand lettering with some illustration, then that would be perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. So because I like to make things difficult for myself too. I'm going to do 200-day challenges. Oh, my gosh. You just overwhelmed us all. Consecutively. Okay. Yeah, you've overwhelmed us all. I know. But I'm going to do this. And one of them is going to be what I explained with the analog something on these pieces of paper. They're like four inches by four inches. That's doable. Yeah. I mean, they're little. It's, it's going to be fine. That's going to be fine. But the other thing I'm going to do kind of goes back to our last episode, which is about um, the our word of the year and courage. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do something I've been avoiding for years. I keep talking about how I want to do licensing and collaborations with companies and submit my artwork to different things. And I'm going to do a hundred days of submissions. Awesome. You know, one day it might be to an art gallery. One day it might be to a publication one day it might be to a licensing company you know Mm -hmm. i'm not going to limit myself but i'm going to submit something every day for that same hundred days that reminds me a little bit of the somebody did a project once that was something like a thousand rejection letters and so basically you send out submissions to as many people as you can with the goal of being rejected. Like that's your your bottom line is the more rejection letters, the better. Right. And because the secret is, you know, you're going to get rejected. Mm-hmm. But the only way to get some acceptance letters is to put yourself out there. So I'm not going to say I'm going to get 100 rejections or 100 acceptance. I'm going to do 100 submissions. Yeah. And the thing is, after you've submitted, let's say, 50 times, mm-hmm. that 51st time is a heck of a lot easier than the second one. Right. Right. You just lose that fear of the rejection. Or you have it, but it's just a little bit less. <laughs> right. 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 But the but the trick is it's, you know, it's my word of the year. It's courage. Mm-hmm. So this is going to make me get past that fear. So how are you planning to share your 100 day project? The original idea is to share it on Instagram. So, I mean, I will definitely share in my in my Instagram feed 
and probably on Facebook, I'll share the art that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably share the rejections more in stories because, you know, it's not yeah. going to be a, a pretty image. <laughs> it might just be a story. So maybe it'll be a story. It'll be a reel. It'll be something like that yep. or a, a Facebook post. Um, I'll definitely share more details about it in our Facebook group. So yes, if you want to learn all the gory details, all the about, juicy details about my rejections and hopefully some <laughs> acceptance, uh-huh. uh, definitely join our Facebook group. <laughs> awesome. And I think you can use some hashtags. I know there's a hashtag 100 day project that a lot uh-huh. of people use just so they can follow along with everyone else. For yours, are you going to use a specific one for for your 100 days? Have you decided um, what your hashtag is? I will. So the official 100-day project, you can you can sign up from 100dayproject.org, I believe mm-hmm. it is. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can sign up or you can just do it on your own. Um, and the idea is to share it every day on Instagram and you use the hashtag the 100-day project, but then you also come up with your own. So for mine... I think I did 100 curvy girls or something like that for my first one. And I did Mm -hmm. 365 accordion sketchbook. So the idea is to find something unique. Yeah. You come up with a unique one. So that way, that way, when you want to link to it, it puts all your, your whole project together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm going to do hand lettering with Laura. I think that's it's going to okay. be hashtag like hand it. lettering with Laura. I like it. I don't know what mine's going to be yet, but I'll I'll share it okay. when I when I figure it out. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I, I I think there are a few other challenges that we haven't mentioned. I know that another challenge platform that a lot of artists enjoy using is Spoonflower, especially if you're really into fabric design and repeat patterns. And they have, I think they have weekly design challenges. They do. They do. They have weekly design challenges that are fantastic because Spoonflower is huge. For people who don't know, Spoonflower is a platform where you can upload your designs, your repeat pattern designs, and they can be made into fabric, wallpaper, wrapping paper um, that people can buy. Anybody Mm -hmm. can buy. So they do weekly challenges where the art directors, sometimes they're they're looking at those and possibly judging the competitions, right? I, I know that some people have had work that was licensed that was picked from their Spoonflower page. It's a great way to stand out of the, the crowd of, you know, I mean, there are thousands of people on there. I uploaded a lot of my patterns from my 100-day project onto Spoonflower, and I've sold a very small handful because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's really hard to get found. But the people who win these challenges, they do really well. They do really well. They get found. They get licensing jobs. So it's a really great way to get your work out there. And I think it's also a good way to get experience with sort of a design brief. You know, when you work on these prompts that you're right. given in these challenges that aren't necessarily what you would sit down and do if you were left to your own devices. Right, because they'll have things like, okay, the challenge this week is small geometric, or they'll give you a color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a great way to, like you were working on a real design brief for an actual job. And I believe another website that offers something similar is Minted, and they have beautiful products for sale that are all tied to different design challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that to get on Minted, everybody 
everybody who's featured on Minted got there from winning a design challenge. And then once mm-hmm. you're on there, I think then you can just upload your work. Yeah, I think so. That could be an amazing way to also get your work out there and, and get eyes on it that you might otherwise not be able to. Right. However, one thing that I think all artists need to be aware of is that they read the terms and conditions. Anytime there's a challenge or a contest by any company and they're asking you to submit your art, right, is to read those T's and C's and just make sure that you're not giving away your copyright to your artwork to this company. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes people do that even when you submit and you don't even win and you've now given them your copyright. Like they're there. You have to be really, really careful. Yeah, with definitely your read the small print. Yeah. And we want to make sure that as artists, we're compensated accordingly. And I think most of the companies like Spoonflower or Society6 and some other print-on-demand sites, they will let you retain your copyright. Mm -hmm. So there's not as big of a fear of that. Right. And you never want to give away your copyright unless they're paying you major, major bucks. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And even then, you usually don't. So. Okay, so we've talked about a lot of things with challenges. What do you think our key <laughs> What do you think our key takeaways are here? We could talk up for hours about challenges. Are we you could. Me? I love them. We could go on for we could go on for hours, but let's let's save it. <laughs> so I think our key takeaways are first, there are really three ways that you can do challenges. So one is that you can have a personal challenge that you give yourself, similar to what I did with my portrait challenge. The second is that you can have an organized challenge like the 100-day project that you participate in with other people. Or the third one is you could be part of a contest challenge like Spoonflower or Minted, where you could potentially get your work featured by a print-on-demand company. Okay. And then um, the next takeaway is don't be so rigid and hard on yourself that If you fall off the bandwagon for a day or two, you scrap the whole thing. You can get right back on and you can even you can even change the rules midstream if it's not Mm -hmm. working for you. And I think the third takeaway is don't pick something that is too hard or too easy, per se. Make it easy enough to do every day, but challenging enough that you're going to get something out of it and out of your time that you spend doing it. Now it's your turn. Are you interested in joining the 100-Day Challenge with us? We'd love for you to share what you've chosen and your hashtag in our Facebook group. You can tag Stardust Society on your daily Instagram posts or (laughs) daily-ish Instagram posts. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and share it with a friend. Visit StardustSociety.com to learn more about the podcast and read the show notes where we're including some images from the challenges we've participated in previously just for fun. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.